Good afternoon, welcome to the latest episode of the MagicCast, I'm your host Scott Munro, welcome to episode 109, uh, we are recording two and a bit hours after Venezia 3, Roma 2, on a Sunday lunchtime kickoff in the wonderful city of Venice with the picturesque background. Uh, with me today, I've got Sam Rubio, how are you Sam? Hello Scott, how are you? It's nice to be back here with you, not so nice under welcome the circumstances. Back. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I was working a little bit behind the scenes doing the editing, but it's nice to be behind the microphones huh? uh, on a Sunday. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing to record so soon after the final whistle, uh, especially after this result, but here we are. Yeah, and also we got Jody. How are you, Jody? Hello, Scott, everyone. Um, I'm great, but not so great considering the result that we just had. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and to be honest it was a good kickoff time for you in indonesia wasn't it was it half past six or half yeah. past seven and uh half half past seven actually so yeah it was a good time for us too bad the result wasn't wasn't really good <laughs> yeah so venezia three Roma 2, um, first half. Uh, Mattia Caldara scored after a couple of minutes from a, a close-range tap-in from a, after a free kick swung into the box. Roma thought they had a penalty in the first half after uh, Haps, the, the the Dutch left-back, brought down Tammy Abraham. But Lorenzo Pellegrini was offside in the build-up. Then two goals in a couple of minutes for Roma in the first half from Aldor Shamorodorov and Tammy Abraham, the deadly two up front. But then the second half, uh, a penalty and Okariki breaking the offside trap and did a lovely step over and a finish into the bottom corner to make it 3-2. Roma had 27 shots on goal but couldn't get the, the equaliser past Mr. Romero, the ex-Manchester United bench warmer. Because um, Sam didn't watch the first half because of the daylight savings in it, which were changed. Jody, I come to you for the first half. Sorry, Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he WhatsApped me earlier. He's like, oh, crap. I've missed the first I half. I talked about daylight savings endings all week. The morning off, I, I messed up. <laughs> um, just, it's fine. It happens to the best of us. Don't worry. Uh, Jody, I come to you on the first half. It was a very slow start from Roma, considering the go after a couple of minutes from the on loan, I want to say AC Milan defender now. He is Milan Caldara. Um, and then it was a good mm-hmm. end to the first half. It was a bit mishmosh. What were your overall thoughts on the first half? Because it was quite slow. And then Roma grow into the game. It, it was my opinion. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, at first, uh, what I thought was, um, it's very interesting because we ditched the usual formation, the 4 2 3 one with a 3-4-2-1 with Pellegrini as a trequartista. And I'm, I think um, this switch was made because we basically have three left backs who are all injured. <laughs> so um, they are trying to play with three center backs. Uh-huh. And to be honest, I at the beginning, I thought that, well, I'm sure they have a plan. But once um, the free kick, uh, once Venezia scored their first goal, I got the impression that, 
whatever plan we had, they throw they threw it out of the window, and they just threw all the men forwards and tried to attack. So yeah, it was a bit frustrating. The first first the first half was very frustrating for me actually, but it was good to see that Eldor Somurodov and also Tammy Abraham score both score and made an assist. So. I felt that at the end of the first half, it was a nice comeback. And although I was a little upset with the penalty that was actually not given, but I thought it was fair. Pellegrini seems off, seem mm. really offside, so I think well, it's fair. Um, after all the th- all the, all those days that we spent complaining that referee are not fair, they are they they didn't make good decision correctly, and I said um. That's a good idea. That's a good thing that they didn't give us the the penalty because it was offside. Boy, mm. I ho- I do hope I did hope that <laughs> I knew what would happen in the second half. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. The first half ended. Uh, I was feel- I was actually feeling good um, after the first half, and I tweeted this um, in the, in the, in the, in, uh, in during the halftime. Um, Roma had Roma has the lead. Now it's interesting to see who will make the least brain farts. <laughs> well, and <laughs> and we'll perhaps Sam, perhaps <laughs> perhaps Sam's can answer that. <laughs> yeah, Sam, you only watched the second half. Um, going into the first half, I thought Roman did well in the last twenty twenty five minutes and did put a foothold in the game, but. It could have been a different story as if Okariki buried that chance when he went through one on one. Oh, yeah, one. Or yeah, when he um, barred, I wouldn't say barred, he muscled off Marish Kambura and not the angle he curled it just wide. And I was like, oh my goodness me, that could have been a, a different story going in 2 0 down. But Roma went in 2 1 ahead thanks to Shamorodov, which was a good close range finish, finish, sorry, and Tammy Abraham which was a really good finish. He muscled off Caldara and mm-hmm. did well to uh, to finish the ball, to finish the, for the goal. He also hit the, hit the post. Uh, I think that was the seventh time he's hit the upright this season. But uh, going in, 2-1, you're thinking, happy days. Could we keep hold of this lead? Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Um, what is it? It's just, it's... Is it a mentality thing? Is it Jose thing? Is it because he made all these changes? He went to a three-four-one-two, and he kept making these attacking changes and kept with the same formation. So Nicolo Zaniolo came on in the last ten minutes after the third goal went in. He's playing left wing back in a three-four-one-two, or technically a left midfield. It, to me, was it like Jose throwing all his eggs in one basket to? try and fit all these attacking players in. It was just a mess. Uh-huh. It was, and then Venezia uh-huh. just was just breaking at will. And was, you can see it with the third goal. Um, but yeah, um, I digress and I'm probably going a bit ahead of myself. Um, to both of you, it was a penalty, but uh, with the foul from Cristante on Caldara. But was it a foul on Abanez in the process? Uh, I, I perhaps I think so, but to be honest, I didn't really see the penalty, uh, the foul uh, that Roma made. So it was still very, it's it's still very hard for me to accept that it's a penalty, of course, yeah. especially as especially as Pellegrini was fouled uh, 
almost in the same way by Kier uh, during uh, uh, against Milan, and they didn't give us the penalty. So again, the yeah, inconsistency. I was gonna say the referee must have seen something that we didn't see because on the broadcast we saw three or four replays, and none of them mm-hmm. were clear. And then next thing we see is the check is over. Okay. Well, yeah, they yeah, have to yeah. see something we didn't because it wasn't clear. I mean, if you're watching it on TV, you're left wondering, right? It was a yeah. penalty. He kicked him. It was the same sort of penalty that Atalanta didn't have yesterday where Pasalic got his leg kicked, and that was a penalty. I'm still baffled on that wasn't a penalty. But as Jody said, it's consistency, and it's not given. It's it's just a mess. This what season. about I think the elbow to Pellegrini? Remember the elbow to Pellegrini? Oh. That was either the Bremen, he yeah. missed a derby because very similar, maybe even less harsh than this one. Yeah, uh, it's just consistent in officiating, but it's like a broken record. We're talking about officiating where, once again in Serie A, where it's, just, it's not up to the standards and Roma were very poor today. Um, Sam, you only watched the second half. What were your honest thoughts of the second half performance? A lot of energy in the first 10, 15 minutes, but then mm-hmm. that was it. That was it. And then they left. They kind of sit back and let uh, Venezia take take control, which is unbelievable. You can't be letting Venezia take, you know, take the initiative. Also, El Charawi needs to be putting that 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 one away, right? He that was a very soft on the yeah yeah either side it either side it was a three one yeah. Uh, he needs to do better. He needs to at least do better. I know it was on goal, and we always ask for the players to at least shoot it on goal. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Carlos Perez, when we first when we first came in, also had a one ball that just sat on his left foot, and he tried to control it twice, one and two, and two times, and then tried to shoot it. By that, by the third time, when you third control, you know the defender is all over you. And I feel like he mm. does that all the time. He had a good first shot. Uh, later on the match that was uh, deflected on, on on a corner, but I, I wish he would have taken that. You know, you got to take your chances. At that time, you put that match on El Sharawi, you put it 3-1, and then you can try to manage that match, right? Uh, at 2-1, I don't know if Roman are very good managers. They're not good enough to be managers mm-hmm. of the match. They need to go at it at, at, at 100%. You know, the, going back to Bodo Glynn, those players, they were playing the match of their lives. You know, everybody's talking about Roma. They suck. Those Norwegians, they were playing the match of their lives. Venezia, with a lot less quality than Roma today, they were playing the match of their lives. Were Roma playing the match of their lives? You know, everybody talks about Grid and Grinta and all of that. But I, I'm not so sure about that. And I don't, I don't know. We can, we, can talk, we can also talk about Mourinho and what he says in the press conference. But uh, just not good enough, what we're seeing. And I hope... And you know, we we talk about Mourinho having the credit and, and, and all the and all the uh, the all the resume to, to, to have time and we should allow him time to work, but we need to see start seeing something else, some kind of reaction that we're not seeing. And, and what's worrying is this is our starting team, number one, and our opposition is not the strongest. I know in the few weeks we um we we play good matches against Juventus, against Napoli, not the best results, but we play them good matches. But I don't know if we play against a good team right now. I don't know how great we're going to do. Uh, I think the break takes us at a good time right now. Oh, you took the word straight out of my mouth. Your last sentence was actually nicely put because the two-week break now is the international break. And I agree. I think it comes at the right time. Sometimes um, it's it comes at the wrong week. time, but I think this time yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a horrible week. Um, 
two defeats and a, a disappointing draw in Europe. Um, Jody, do you sentiment Sam's thoughts about the second half? Because with all the shots on goal, it was 27. Um, I think I think it was a few blocked as well. And Sergio Romero had to make 10 or 11 saves. Mm-hmm. But the quality mm-hmm. wasn't there, was it? It was last-ditch, brilliant defender from Venezia. And as a team that is well-coached and well-set-up, uh, by Mr. Zanetti. Um, they were the better side, of, in my opinion. Um, the better coach the and the better setup size won, uh, got the better yeah. results yeah. the last two matches. Oh. Boroglim and Venezia. I don't care what yes. anybody says. Better no, coach no. and better. And better <laughs> totally they agree. stuck to their pl- game plan. Yeah, and where Jose uh, differed from his game plan. And then I think the cracks are starting to appear at the moment. But hey, uh, hey, ho, I could be completely wrong. Um, yeah, before I digress, Jody, what were your thoughts about the, the horror show in the second half? Um, I agree with you guys' opinion that um, our opposition tonight was um, today, um, tonight for me here, today there. So uh, our opposition is better coach and they. Each player knows exactly what they are doing, and I noticed that once we switch to the three-four-two-one, it seems like our one once our player got the ball, they had to think maybe a, half a second, a second longer. Where should I pass this? Where should I pass this ball to? So it takes, um, and I don't know. It feels that um, it lost the the kind of automation that that they should have. Uh, um, so every pass feel labor for me it feels you know it doesn't they, it's it's difficult for them to work together I, and also i i have i have this theory that um with Mourinho, um all the players uh were told to press to be aggressive and once they are there right there in the right spot in the final third it seems that they are a little more tired than the usual, so it may be uh, what you call it. It may it may be affecting their um, their decision making or their final pass or their shot accuracy. So I don't know. I I feel that tonight uh, in, in the match today, uh, many of our attacks were felt a little rush. If they were a little calmer. Uh, if they made a little better decision, I think the, the result could have been very different. But I agree that um, I, I don't feel that they are comfortable with playing in the system. Uh, we we said in the last pod, me and Imran said, oh, maybe, and Danny, sorry, uh, we said maybe change of shape mm-hmm. and change of personnel. We got that today. And at halftime, mm-hmm. we were like thinking, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. Both our starting strikers who have been a bit misfiring have, have scored. We've seen a 3-4-1-2, or as, as you yourself said, a 3-4-2-1. So it was a, a sort of a mismatch between the two. But at the end, we're just scratching our heads because all the attacking play that we have, the, the attacking players that we have, he tried to keep the same formation. And it was chain- it was shouting out for a change of shape where you could go 4-3-3 and have Zaniolo one side, Carlos Perez on the other, and maybe, or something else with Abraham at the end. But he still kept the three-four-one-two, and had like Zaniolo as a left wing back, Zaleski as a right uh-huh. wing back, Carlos Perez as an, who's a, an out-and-out winger playing as a number ten, and he had Bochemaya uh-huh. out and um, Tammy Abraham who up top. It was just a mess, and it was just no, yeah, yeah. there's no plan. 
there's no philosophy there's no structure and mm-hmm. it's falling down it's it's an absolute mess and before the Mourinho Easters come in and say what they want because they're in our mentions they're in my mentions and they were like in Imran's mentions the other day it's a mess what last this time last season Roma beat Genoa and were fourth going into the international break and looked a completely different side this season I don't see the identity of what what is this Roma side I don't know if you two would agree with that yeah yeah it goes back to like what we said the other teams stuck to their game plan it worked for them and Roma looked predictable every every you know every attack kind of like the same and everything had to work perfectly you know to put the ball change the pace uh uh, cross the ball, finish. Everything had to be in place for Roma to score a goal. Well, meanwhile, uh, Venezia had one or two or three, but every time they attacked, they looked like it looked like in scoring situation, and and that that that's a sign that's a sign of a team that has no balance, no balance. So right now, not much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what, what can we make? You know, I want to talk about Mourinho because Mourinho is blame, blaming the players. He he keeps blaming the squad. What do you guys make of this? Am I allowed to ask you a question, Scott? What do you? Oh yeah, you go too, straight, go though? straight ahead. Um, <laughs> we are a team that is a work in progress. Okay, uh, of course. Yeah. And he goes. He also goes to say, uh, Bruno Perez and Juan Jesus <laughs> would have been serviceable today. We had Reynolds and Trippi on the bench. What do you make of those words? Does. Doesn't fill you with confidence, Jody. I'll let you go first, and I'll have my say afterwards. Okay, so I'm I uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the two words that he used to describe Juan Heon Jesus and Bruno Perez was leadership and experience. I'm not very sure if we can actually associate those two words to Juan Jesus and Bruno Perez. So yeah, so that's very frustrating for me. Uh, and I agree that um, that uh, Sam said that this team lacks balance, this team lacks structure. I don't know if we can really blame it to the players or maybe to the managers. But, um, well, we, we did create chances, but for every chances that we created, it seems that it's very easy to counter uh, to counter uh, attack us because we were not in balance. I think that's the biggest problem in this match. We just try, we were trying to throw everything up front, and then we leave we left a massive hole behind. Well, they say that that if you want to to win the game, you have to take risks. But <laughs> I don't know how you can win games like this one. <laughs> No, I completely agree. Um, on Jose, I just feel he's trying to deflect the blame from himself onto the players, where the last couple of games you could clearly see he's been tactically outclassed by Pioli, um, the Bodo Glimp manager. Sorry, I forgot his name. Um, and today, um, Mr. Zanetti, um, whose brother is Christian Zanetti. I did my research but prior. Um yeah, it's just he's trying to deflect the blame from himself onto his players. He's been doing this since, oh, what, since he's been a coach in, what, 2002 when he started with Benfica, and now, 19, 20 years later, he's still doing it with um, with AS Roma. Um, it's, I didn't expect it to happen this early, but 
I always felt it could happen in the summer or next year where Roma have a dip in form, but I didn't expect it to be three months into the season. Something has gone wrong ever since the Bodo glimpse 6-1 defeat and where he threw his players under the bus then. He ostracised his players and the five players are on the naughty step. And one came in, Kumbula, into one of the games afterwards. VR and the rest came in for the Bodo glimpse second game. I was really impressed with VR. I thought today would have been a good time to bring him on when Roma were looking for the third goal, but no, it wasn't. But I just think the way he's handled the last couple of weeks has not been good enough. And he's just, he's trying to blame someone, but he needs to realise that he's at fault. Yeah, there's not to say that players have no blame for it. Look, we need more from players like Pele, mm. uh, Gianluca Mancini, let's say. You know, he's very on and off, and yeah. this season has been a lot more off than on. He hasn't shown the growth that at least I expect personally. Uh, obviously, we can take away the grit uh, and the leadership and all that, but that needs to be mixed with a little bit more of performance inside. I feel like today, I think today he was a fall for the second or third goal. Uh, third one, yeah, right. the, the three ball. The third goal. Yeah. And, you know, uh, listen, Gianluca, I love the grid, the leadership and all of that, but defensively, I don't know, this year I haven't seen the progress, you know. And I mean, Cristante has had a very good few matches. Today wasn't the best. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what I'm about to, what I'm about to say is a little bit controversial, okay, because I do <laughs> like those players. But if you're planning of making the pillars of your team players like Mancini and Cristante. I don't know how far, how, how high your ceiling is, you know? Also players like Beretut. Uh, why don't we talk about Jordan Beretut? He needs to be stepping out. He started well, but then I don't know about the second half and his last performances. I don't know. I think a player, we need we need to see more of, of that type of player. The box-to-box, the, 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 box, the run. And I think Beretut has been Running low on battery, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what his his deal is because his performances haven't been the same. I, I, I think it's it's a mix. Mourinho is at fault because he should be the one with experience coming give giving balance to the team. But he also, I mean, players like uh, uh, players need to be finishing finishing those plays because if El Sharawi finish that finish that scores that goal and it's, we're, we're talking about a three one. We're talking about going into the break with a team with a little bit more calm, and we're talking about a different story, you know. So it's a little bit of both, but but what's worrying is about is, is about the opposition. Not a strong opposition has been getting the best of our, our best players, and that's what worries. Anyways, no, I completely agree. I felt like I've watched the same Roma game about four or five times in the last couple of a uh, couple of weeks, where. You get done by a well-coached, well-drilled team who has a, an ideal way of wanting to play football where I don't think Josie has the right idea on what his side wants to do. It's clearly missing two players. It's missing, um, sorry, uh, one player. It's missing a defensive midfielder, isn't it? We are clearly missing. And I think another centre-back. Mid- I think another centre-back is uh, more. Yes, a left cent- more and a left more. Because back, I think yeah. Kumbula, oof. Man, I, I I think that's that's another topic for discussion. I think is he salvable? I mean, can he? Does he need a loan anywhere? I don't know. After, I think this is the last international break of the year, right? Is that correct, Jody? Is Scott? of the yeah. year? Yes. Yeah. Right. So after yeah. the, one in after March. this international break, 
I think Roma's main focus should be to stay within striking distance of, of the goal, which is top four, which at the moment looks uh, like a titanic task, right? But I think if we're, st we're still within striking distance when we enter the market in January, not that the market is going to solve all the problems, but if we're able to to be more than reactive, proactive on the on the winter mercato and get a couple of key players, I think we can maybe maybe do something better, right? Uh, but I think the next two months after these international breaks, if we stay within striking distance, uh, uh, I think we can be in good shape. Otherwise, uh, oof, I don't know. Is it is are we at crisis point already, or is it just a, a blip in the road? I don't think we're in crisis point already. I don't think so. I think no. look, if we take if we look at look at the big picture, uh, he's only three months in, right? But I think we yeah, we're yeah. Fa we're fair to assess a half of a season. I think it's fair to assess a half of a season. Oh right? god, yeah, till Christmas, yeah, right. You know, I mm. mean, he's gonna run. Yeah. What is he? What, what What is Mourinho gonna say if the results don't come? Well, my squad, my squad for six months. Okay, you know, I mean. He's going to have that. Obviously, he has the credit because of the name and, and everything to, to finish the season. I don't think the Fritins are going to do anything crazy. Obviously not. Uh, but I, I think we can we can start to make assessments uh, uh, six months in. I'll be happy with that. Uh, Jody, do you sentiment Sam's thoughts? Yeah, I think um, there's no use of asking to sack him right now. I think that's that's really really useless. That's crazy. Starting talk, to restart yeah. the whole it's, it's that's, that's crazy talk to restart the whole project and uh, having to pay him for the next three years. That's we really cannot afford that. So um, I think uh, we can discard the idea for now. But um, Scott, if you don't mind, I have to, I, I have this question in mind um, that keeps bothering me. Um, Go for it. How big How big do you think is the role of fatigue uh, influences our performance? Because we have been seeing the same players playing every three days, every four days. So I think it may have a bigger effect than we 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 thought before. What What do you What do you guys think about this? Yeah, we no, talked about it in our Spanish podcast. This eventually was bound to happen to players like, yeah. I mean, it happened earlier to Mkhitaryan because you add Mkhitaryan, he doesn't only play for Roma. He goes to play for Armenia and he's the best player. So when he goes to play for Armenia, he literally goes to war and he comes back with empty on batteries. And then he has to play two days later against Cagliari or whoever our next rival is and he, he will be starting. So it happened to him earlier in the season. Maybe Karstop didn't have those international duties, but he's been playing basically every minute with Roma, so it was bound to happen. Uh, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. How, I don't know if Mourinho is going to rotate. I don't know if he's going to rotate. I think he's going to stick to his 13, 14 that he talked about, because the mm -hmm. lack of mm -hmm. quality. I mean, he's he's. I, we can talk about what he says, right? He, the lack of quality of of the 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 substitute right back of other players. So you know, uh, I think. Mourinho is just going to stick with the 13-14, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. You know, I'm telling you, these two two weeks come at the right time for players to try to try to recuperate a little bit. And all I have to say is, let's stay within striking distance of a fourth place come January, so we can reinforce the team one or two. Yeah, Jody completely agree. Um, see, the players are running a little bit on empty. Um, 
and like you say, Carsell's played a lot of Italian Serie A football this season, sorry. And he really hasn't had a break. He looked injured in one of the games uh, a couple of weeks ago against Napoli when he asked to come off, but Jose told him to stay on. Um, did, he, did, he get a card, a did he get a card today? Is he suspended for the next He match? did. He's suspended for the, for the Genoa game. I think that was a stupid oh. booking because that was not a yellow card he's been booked twice for dissent in the last couple of weeks and that was never a yellow card he just questioned about a foul and the referee just got his yellow card qu- out quick enough but no that's a topic for another day um Varitou yeah. looked like he's running on empty because he's he's played international football uh in the last couple of uh, months for france hasn't he? he got called up in september um but yeah banyas has played a lot of football um Zaniolo coming back from his knee, his two knee injuries, two serious knee injuries. Um, I thought he would have been like eased straight in, eased into the team. Sorry, like come off the bench and stuff like that. But he's also played a lot of football, um, and he's been also just been called up to the Italian national team squad. But completely agree with what you said, Jody, because last okay. season Fonseca rotated. He did it in Europe in the group stages of the Europa League yeah. and he did it in Serie A. And it worked up to a point because it worked up until about March and April where Roma's season capitulated and it just it fell flat on his nose. Um, but I don't see Jose rotating because, as Sam says, he likes to use 13, 14 players in his squad and that's it. And we will see probably the same sort of results going into Christmas and a new year when there's a bit more of a hectic schedule. I don't know if you two would agree with that. Um, can I add something, uh, Scott? Uh, uh, last season, it feels that we we did okay, except against the big teams, mm-hmm. until January, February. That, w- that was w- the moment where our key players uh, were injured, and we have so many games close, very close together. And we had to field almost the same team over and over and over again. But to me, strangely, it feels like we are doing that in November this season. <laughs> so, so yeah, I actually wasn't very, very surprised with the drop of the performance because, man, <laughs> playing the same in uh, the state, this intense game uh, every three, four days with all the traveling and training. Well, they are professionals, of course, but um, we we, time, we know there is a limit to human performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes its toll. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes its toll, and it's it's gonna. You get, I think I feel Rome are gonna get more injuries coming up. But the good news is that Spinazzola could be coming back soon. And I just want to ask you both of this because I saw this on social media. If Roma do decide to play this three four one two or three four two one going forward. This formation is set up for Spinazzola. I don't know. Would you two agree with that? Absolutely, yes. Those runs on the left, absolutely. I think, in, regardless of the of the of the formation, I think mm. Spinazzola adds the, the explosion offensively that we haven't had. That we want from Saniolo. That he, we're still waiting to see. Right? That explosiveness, that mm-hmm. the difference maker, that that moment of magic. Right? That's what because Roma even today. You can't blame him for not playing well. They had the ball, they created, they had the right idea. But every, it seemed like, like I said earlier, everything had to be perfect for Roma to score. They didn't have the moment of magic of just football, right? And in the we seem off, so we need more from him. Just not good enough overall from everybody, the coach, the players. 
Hopefully the owners are taking note. That's all I have yeah, to say. Yeah, I think they will be. Yeah. Um, Jody, your thoughts on Spin It Solar? And I think I'll probably wrap this up after this because I am conscious of time. That's what you're for yourself, Sam. So just, just, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, my hope for Spin It Solar is very simple. I just hope that he can start playing again. Maybe mm. I, I, maybe I can accept if he's not as great as last season. That will be okay for me as long as he's healthy until the end of the season. Because I think it's not it's not fair to put all our hopes on Spinazzola, like what we did with Zaniolo, and actually it 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 isn't working well right now. So uh, I think we Very should true. limit our our expectations. Oh no, completely agree. Um, when Zaniolo gets up and running, I think we'll see the best of him. But I think he's struggling a little bit at the moment. It's it's quite hard to see because. I think he's done well in games, but the last couple of games, especially the Bodo Glimp game on Thursday, that square ball to Tammy Abraham is going to haunt me for the rest of my life because he really should have passed, looked up and passed it. But that's which is a, a little a, bit of a contradiction with Saniolo because you know yes. that he needs minutes to get better, mm. but right now he's not being the best, and I, I think no. Carlos Carlos Perez can add a little something else. So you want to give him the minutes, but. Is that the best for Roma to give him the minutes? Because maybe Carlos Perez can add a little something else, you know? Uh, Carlos Perez well, wasn't the best today. I was criticizing him earlier today. But overall, in the, over the season, over the season, over the season, uh, I think he, he's shown that he's been a, capable. One of, the, one of the better ones, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, completely uh, agree. Uh, do you think Zaniolo is trying too hard to prove himself? Oh, yes, you took the words. For the second time, both of you are taking yes, the words yes, straight out of my yes, mouth. Yes. yes, yes yeah. Yeah. He needs to go back to basics. I think he has it. You know, he has mm-hmm. it. It doesn't help when the opposition team have like two, three men marking him at one sure, point. Sure. Yeah, like you saw in the last little bit today where I think it was Ampadu, um, Haps, and maybe someone else was trying to mark him. But yeah, it's just. Uh, it doesn't help, but yeah, if he gets back to basics, it's not a criticism because he's had two really bad knee injuries and I compliment him trying to come back because that would be, that would break any, any person when you've, you're a young footballer and you've had two serious knee injuries in the space of what, eight, nine months. And when it happened, one was against Juventus and then he did the other knee against um, Holland in the, uh, what, it was an international break last September. So, yeah, it's just... If you look at the big picture back. of the kidney, it's time, right? It's just a, yeah. a problem. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if Roma has a time to wait. No, we're... Um, I, I think us football fans want it now. And I think the club will probably just be like, hey, calm down. We're just going to try and ease him back. I think that's the right way forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think we probably talked to Mark a little bit enough about the, the Venezia game and a little bit more. I was a bit conscious at time. Um, guys, thank you for joining me on this Sunday. I want to say Sunday morning for you, but oh, Sam, is it early afternoon? It's uh, late morning, late morning, late morning, 1130. Yeah, almost no Damn yes. you. <laughs> and it's, it's probably late. It's beautiful. It's actually very beautiful weather here. It's actually dropped in South Florida. It dropped down. It's, I don't know. Seventy degrees. What would that be on Celsius? I should 24, have that. 25 degrees. Um, yeah, this is great podcasting. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's fine. It talk about weather. <laughs> twenty one, yes, twenty one, twenty one Celsius. Twenty one. Yeah, that's right. Me and me and Sam talk about food. Which we can is also very talk rare about food on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we talk about. Oh, yeah. You should you should see our chat. We we talk What's everything that? about Roma, though. It's funny. It's hilarious. We yeah, talk we talk about food. About Roma. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's good. <laughs> it's good to talk about food. I'm a, a foodie, lot of food, though. So. A lot of food. A lot of pictures of food on our on our, on our chat. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, we digress. Um, Journey, once again, I know it's probably late for you in Indonesia, but thank you very much for joining. Hey, it's a pleasure. Always my pleasure. Thank no you, worries. Um, you can follow us, the podcast, at lemangicast.com. You can follow all previous podcasts on on the website. You can follow us on all podcast platforms. So your SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, and Apple Podcasts. And once again, thank you guys for joining me on this Sunday afternoon. I felt like it was another venting episode, but it probably wasn't. But maybe a bit of therapy <laughs> for us Roma fans who are going through... The roller coaster of emotions. I say it's been up and down. We we will strap in for the ride because it's going to be like that for the rest of the season. Um, just always remember, Fosadama and ciao. Fosadama, ciao. Ciao.